0: Hello everybody and welcome back to the latest episode of Inside the Mind with your host, Pravinth Gobin. In today's episode, we're going to be unfolding the issues within India present within the story The White Tiger. The chapters we're going to be looking at are The Fourth Morning and The Fourth Night. Now without further ado, please allow me to introduce our amazing guest for today's episode. Three, these three gentlemen have traveled a long way to express their opinions and thoughts about these last two chapters and are very, and are all very excited to contribute their findings. First off, we have Saib Greywall, a very bright 17-year-old student who spends a lot of his free time reading fictional novels and is also an aspiring musician. Next up, we have Meg Desai. Where he's from, he known as a 17-year-old academic prodigy who is very interested in the art of literature and is eager to contribute his thoughts and ideas to the discussion today. Finally, we have Drew Thakur, a talented tennis player who came into today's podcast a little nervous, as it is his first time on one, but I can tell you he's gonna add some great points to our episode today. Alright now that I have introduced everyone, let me just get into a quick recap of what happened in these last two chapters. So first, we get more information about the Great Socialist and we get to see what he's like as a person. He's known as the boss of darkness and we are able to see what he does to help build his political power and also how Balram develops as a character throughout this period of time as well. Balram was able to get rid of Ram Prasad and become the number one personal driver for Mr. Ashok and they traveled to New Delhi. It was Balram's first time and he wasn't accustomed to the way everything was set up over there and we can see Balram develop as a character as he tries to change himself to become more appealing towards Mr. Ashok and his wife, Pinky Madam. Near the end of the chapter, a drunk Pinky Madam decides to take uh, take the car out for a drive and runs over a child on the way home. And later on, Pinky Madam and Mr. Ashok were getting ballroom to take blame for the crime. So it's time for us to move on to our first point. Let's talk about the corruption evident within the last two chapters. So I would like to ask you guys, do you feel that like the portrayal of corruption within India in the story? is an actual representation of corruption within India. Meg, what are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, no, thank you for letting me talk. Uh, yeah, I think the portrayal of corruption within the story is very accurate of the representation uh, in India right now, or in India. Uh, this is one of the quotes that I found was uh, on page 115. We're driving past Gandhi. after just having given a bribe to a minister, it's a fucking joke, isn't it? And this quote really stood out to me because it it highlighted not only the corruption in India, but just how ridiculous it was and just how large scale it was. And when I connect this to the corruption that I've seen in India, uh, for example, when I was in India and I had to come for, and I had to renew my passport just because, just before I came to Canada, I had to go to the passport uh, place, and I had to stand there for almost 6 hours, uh, wait there for almost 6 hours for my, for my turn. Uh, but I saw other people that they just paid around 1500 rupees uh, to the counter, uh, to the main person and they didn't have to wait for a light. And they, this really pissed me off because I just had to wait, wait wait for my turn. Another experience that I had was that my dad was, in fact, uh, he had a government job at, in India, and often he would get a lot of lot of people from companies bribing him uh, for uh, accepting a government contract. However, he never did so. But when I was a child around six, seven years, I was a child around six, seven years old. So when one of the the company the company men came to my to our house, to give us a gift. I was an innocent child and I'm like, oh dad, dad, I really want this gift. And they actually just took the gift from him. From and after that, my dad got really mad at me. He's like, you should give the gift back. But I didn't, I was a child and I did not insist at that time. However, later he convinced me and I gave the gift back and I was really sad at that time. But now that I look back at this event, I realized that what my dad did was so important, not taking a bribe from someone uh, and keeping his integrity. And it's very important because we, and then my dad explained to me why it was so important because everyone in in India, like most of his colleagues were taking bribes at the time, but he decided not to do so. And this just showed how corrupt India is, not just on the highest level, as we see in the Great Socialists, but even from the lowest to lowest level, just from starting from any uh, low job as just an administrator or like bank, uh, administrator to just uh, a, a main ceo so that's why the representation of, of corruption is very accurate
0: you brought up some very interesting points meg uh i would like to say that uh, i found your quote to be uh, very helpful to supporting uh what you were saying and also i like that you added nice personal connections to your own experiences to help support your argument as well and now drew what is your opinion on what meg had to say do you agree with him or do you have an opposing view
2: um i have to say I, i'd agree with meg um the representation of corruption uh of like within india in the book um it really just talked a lot about how um it, it wasn't really um corruption was really caused by um you know something that was inherently built into india but it was caused by the system that exists in India. You know, the men with big bellies, the men with small bellies. It was that if you want to become successful, corruption is just something that, you know, um, you have to go through to become successful. There's so many roadblocks in your way. Um, And, you know, as he talks about, um, it's so hard to move up in the caste system and become successful that corruption is just one of those ways that you can ease your way into success or just help yourself like no um the book even focused a lot on on how they had to pay the 1.5 uh million rupees to the um to the great socialists just so that they can keep working um and how you know Balram saw the storks as and like the four animals as like his masters, but then it was amazing to see how even the stork and you know the mongoose, the uh um and like Ashok had their own master who was the who was a great socialist. Um so it really just shows how corruption is inherently built into any system that has so many people, it has so many different caste systems And it has so many different classes where, you know, one class always wants to do better than the other and corruption is one of those ways where you can um, really influence someone. And I'd say this is a pretty accurate representation of India just after a quick search. It's easy to see how, you know, through past surveys, over 62 percent of Indians had at some point bribed or paid a bribe to public official to get a job done. And this was just in 2008. Where another report was filed, where 50% of Indians had first-hand experience of paying bribes. So it really goes to show how, um, you know, this book isn't really just overplaying the situation as it is. It is an accurate representation of what really goes on in India, A- and it's really trying to emphasize that it's not something. It's not, you know, corruption is usually seen by Western countries as something that's really negative. It's 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 seen as something that's you know. Um, malicious it's 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 deceiving but the book really shows how it's something that you have to do to succeed it's something that you have to do to maintain your class and it isn't something that really is seen as something negative in India though I might say it probably does have negative repercussions for different classes different um, power struggles in India but it's just something that I guess everybody has to do
0: I see, some amazing points you brought up there Drew. I really like how you not only stated what you felt, but all, you also added some statistical information to also help support your argument. Well, moving on to our next point, we can see various cases of manipulation and blackmailing occurring throughout these two chapters. My question to you sahib is how does the manipulation and blackmailing of others help build success within the story?
3: I feel like the many characters who were very corrupt had used blackmail and corruption for their own personal gain to benefit themselves. A great example of this would be the characters of the Great Socialist and the four animals who are in charge of actually running the village. So throughout a section of the story we've come to find out that the Great Socialist is re- re-running for his election to get re-elected back in office. But what the animals come to find out is that their contract that they currently have with the Great Socialist is something that doesn't personally benefit them. So what they do is they threaten and blackmail the Great Socialists that they'll be running in opposition against them in order to cut a better deal. So through this blackmail and manipulation, they're able to put themselves in a better financial position and pretty much extort the Great Socialists in order to benefit themselves. This quote really shows and helps to support this point as well. Landlords had bought in trucks of their own supporters in retaliation and shut out roads, water, hospitals, vote out the Great Socialists. The animals' bluff had worked. The Great Socialists agreed to cut a deal with them, so this pretty much shows that through the use of blackmail and manipulation, the four animals were able to actually benefit themselves and help bring themselves their own success in the story.
0: That was very interesting side. I would just like to talk about, um, two things actually so first with like how you talked about with the um with the animals and how they extort people for money and also how Barum became the number one driver due to him kind of exposing Rampersad's true identity and he kind of just took the job from him so now i would just like to ask you again Sai. um do you believe that in order to make it to the top of the ladder of success you need to step on others to do so
3: i feel like it Depends on where you're coming from because there are some instances where people do have to step on others and destroy their competition in order to become the most successful but There are also instances where this is not needed So I feel like it heavily depends on the scenario But since they are in India, which is a very corrupt place And it it's very very difficult to get out of a low caste into a much higher societal ranking I feel like in this specific scenario There is a certain amount of corruption that you actually have to go through in you know, order to benefit yourself which is pretty much seen through ballroom and many of the characters actually where ballroom pretty much had a blackmail and extort Ramprasad, the other driver in order to become the main number one go-to driver and he pretty much forced rampersaw out of the position he was in through blackmail
0: thank you saib for uh, sharing those amazing points now uh Drew, you have heard what saib had to say about this what do you think
2: Uh yeah, I'd have to say I agree with all of his points. You know, um, it's seen that manipulation and blackmail really does, uh, build success within characters. You know, um, he talks about the bribes that they pay. Um, he even talks about how the drivers themselves, um, like there's a fight between them and how, um, Ballroom is essentially forced to use his, le- uh, to leverage his um knowledge about the other driver being a muslim and he leverages it to his success and there's also you know the manipulation blackmail at the end of the chapter where uh you know he's he's sort of uh manipulated into um signing the document which essentially states that he was the driver which is completely false and you know the um this the four animals or like his masters essentially blackmail him or sort of just manipulate him by telling him that yeah your grandmother agreed to this this is like your duty you should do this like they treat him like he's their family now all of a sudden even though like they've been treating him like a servant for um you know the rest of the book um but now all of a sudden he's just so valuable to them and i think this um this this really just shows how much um every how much manipulation is built into like every single class system where everybody has to do whatever means possible to kind of succeed and manipulation and blackmail is just one of those things that um, needs to be done.
0: Hmm. I like, uh, amazing points, Drew, by the way. And I'll just like to, uh, I really liked how you brought up, uh, stuff about how people in our society, um, they really need to like, they need to use things to certain things to their advantage to help them succeed in life. And if that maybe to, uh, kind of, you know, step on others to do so, then, um, then that's something that needs to be done in order to do so in some cases. So now, moving on to our next point, I want to get into what people do when put in the position of power. So I'd like to ask you, Sahib, how do the authoritative figures within the story choose to use their power?
3: I feel like the authoritative figures in this uh, story had chosen to use the power for their own personal gain, which is seen throughout the story and is usually seen in many corrupt countries such as India. A great example of this would be like many undeveloped countries that are actually run through dictatorship or very corrupt governments. So I feel like all of them had actually followed very similar lines along that. But to be very specific about which actual characters had used their power. It would be present through the Great Socialist, Mr. Show and the animals, because they're all using their power to benefit themselves in many different ways. From the instances of the Great Socialist, he's using his power to rig elections and pretty much fear-monger the people out of voting and having a freedom of speech and being able to voice their opinion. So he's able to pretty much extort the civilians and take from them, which is very similar to what the animals also do extorting the civilians for their own personal and financial gain. But in Mr. Ashok's perspective, it was pretty different the way he used his power. He had used his power to pin Ballroom for a crime that he did not commit, so that Pinky Madam would be able to still be able to live her lavish and free life, where Ballroom would have to take the blame for the actions he did not commit. So I feel like there's a very different way that everyone had used their power but they're all using it for the same thing at the end of the day which is their own personal gain and this quote really helps to support this fact I looked at the paper pretending to read it to read it again and it began to shake in my hands what I'm describing to you here is what happens to drivers in deadly everyday so ballroom is pretty much describing what happens to drivers every single day which is that they get wrongfully accused of their own actions something they did not commit so I feel like Many of the authoritative figures use their own power for their own personal gain rather than the good as a society as a whole, which is present in many undeveloped countries such as India.
0: Okay, so uh, you really liked you talked about how uh, those with power actually choose choose to use their power for for their own benefit and not to actually help the society themselves. And uh, I really liked how you talked about that. So now I'd just like to ask you, uh, Meg. do you, be, do you believe that the way characters use their power in the story can also be seen similar to how they use it in like how people in power in our society use power?
1: Um, I, I, would, I would agree with that because most especially in India because a lot we have seen that politicians are never true to their word. Politicians often say oh they're going to do one thing but even 10 years later they're still not on track for their goal and we see the same uh in in the Great Socialist. The Great Socialist has been saying to get people out of darkness for I think he just said around 15-20 years that he's been running and they have still not made any and he has still not made any impact in that. And we're seeing that continue and continue over and over again. He, is, he continues to use his power for personal gains and to win the re-elections over and over again while making no impact for the community. And we're seeing that Anyone who stands in his way is basically getting destroyed. And this is such a big problem in, in India and especially in this story is that there is no way to challenge him because he just has so much power. And to take him out of power, you need to vote against him, which you cannot because they, they're literally taking your votes away. You're getting beaten up for not being able to vote against him. And that's where I feel like the problem lies. The problem lies in not being able to change the position and change uh, the Great Socialist. So that's a big that's a big problem that I thought. Mm.
0: Very interesting, Meg. I really liked how you kind of um kind of uh connected this story back to um India and how uh and it can kind of relate to society within India with how the politicians abuse their power and like with the voting as you said with how uh even if people want to vote for who they would like to um you know they get opposed by the uh higher social class and they'll be getting beaten up as you said for the, just wanting to vote for who they believe uh should win the election so Drew, you've heard what Meg had to say about how characters uh use their power in our society so what do you think?
2: yeah it was i, I agree with meg and what he said you know it's clear to see how um the authoritative figures in the book use their power they use it to their own advantage and i think that's just built into how india works it's just uh, it's either you're the big belly or the small belly you have to do whatever means possible to succeed and one of those is just abusing your power and you know taking advantage of the opportunities that you have i think that's really similar to society right now Um, i think it's built into humans like greed um selfishness and you know this this in this constant um trend of just caring for yourself because you know that's what we used to do when we were in our primitive phases we only cared for ourselves uh because we had to survive and i think that's just built into every single human as we'll do whatever means possible to succeed and whether it's abusing our power or through corruption or bribery. Um, it's existent throughout society. And yep, I think I really just agree with whatever Meg said.
0: Thank you, Drew. Uh, I really like those very strong and powerful points you brought up with how uh, humans in our society uh, can act and behave with uh, put when put in a position of power. All right. So thank you to everyone for sharing your thoughts and opinions today. Y'all brought up some very amazing and i would added a great deal to our podcast today. Thank you for everyone for tuning in to Inside the Mind. Again, I'm your host Pravinth Govan and I'll see you guys again next week. Goodbye, everyone.